Hello, Monetization Nation. I'm Nathan William, your host. Welcome back to another episode with Dr. Kelly Henry. In the last episode, we discussed the importance of great customer service and how it can help us to improve our customer retention and referrals. Today, we're going to discuss why and how we should focus our efforts on customer retention instead of only customer acquisition. This is a common mistake that entrepreneurs, including me, make. In today's episode, we're going to cover the following key takeaways. Number one, it can be much more expensive to gain a new customer than it is to keep a customer. Number two, customers want to stick with a business that makes them feel valued. Number three, if we make the customer feel like a transaction, they may buy from us once, but more likely they'll go find a competitor to do business with. Number four, we should try to be the best part of our customer's day. When we treat our customers with respect, we often earn their loyalty. And number five, when customers buy a product, they don't just take into account the money they invest, but also the time investment. Can you explain to me the economics of customer retention? Well, there, there's a couple other stats that I like to use too. So certainly the increasing you know, customer retention by 5% leading to 25 and 95% increase in profits. And, and let me explain a little more about that. The reason that happens is because the customer stays with you, obviously starts buying more. So that adds to your profit. Um, when they feel valuable, they tell their family, friends, and they refer those into you, into your business. And so those become valuable uh, customers who then in turn refer. So again, that's just growing that profit margin. Well, as they become your marketing piece, uh, you don't have to put as much money into your marketing and advertising. So that goes straight to your bottom line too. So that's, that's what can make that just that giant leap of profit for a business as we focus on that, you know, that, that small bump in customer retention. A couple other stats are, it is five to 25 times more expensive to acquire new customers than it is just to retain customers. So I call all these stats, the, as you just, you just said, the economics of customer retention. So it's just cheaper to keep those customers coming back um, if you'll actually focus on it. But there's so many businesses that are just sales-minded, transaction-minded, new, acquire new customer-minded, and they don't realize how much more expensive that it is, uh, that is than to uh, continue just to work with the, the current clients. And then the last one is a new customer will generally only buy from a business uh, 5 to 20% of the time, whereas an existing customer will come back and buy 60, 60 to 70% of the time. So again, that's another huge discrepancy. And, and when you look at the economics of the new customers opposed to the current or the existing customer, loyal customer, again, you just can't go wrong by having a focus on retaining more customers. Okay. So besides those economics, why else is customer retention so important? Well, it's just an easier way to do business um, because you've created relationships. Um, you know, and people, as we all know, do business with those they know, like, and trust. And so um, it's difficult to convince and to work a new client, customer, patient through the sales process and to develop that relationship. And it needs to be done. So you can't completely uh, do away with trying to get new customers. Um, but it's so much easier to do business with existing customers. Um when you create a atmosphere of good customer service and doing it consistently, it decreases um, stress from complaints 
and issues because the customer service is off and employees are creating problems and you're having to deal with all these fires to put out. There's a whole lot less <laughs> fires to put out uh, when, you're, when you treat your customers right. So those are a couple of different aspects that uh, are, are great uh, when, when this is in place and working like it should. What are the factors that most influence customer retention? Well, I, I like to call them there. They're my, my principles of great customer service, but drive right into customer retention. So first thing is you have to realize that the, the customer perception is everything. Um, so a business is creating a perception for their customer, client, patient, each and every time they're interacting with you. And there's really no neutral to it. Either you're great, creating a great customer perception or you're creating a lousy one. So really the choice is yours, but you have to realize there's always a perception that you're creating. Uh, the second thing is that perception is driven by how you make the customer feel. Um, so if you're making the customer feel like an idiot or not that important or like a transaction or like a, just another sale, they'll sense that they know that they may buy from you once, but more than likely they'll probably go find a competitor to do business with. When you're making them feel valued, special, creating a relationship with you, uh, with them, they want to stay with you. And again, that's, that is what's going to, that, that's the centerpiece of customer retention or customer service, but it's also the centerpiece of creating customer retention because those customers want to stick with those businesses that make them feel valued. Customers want to stick with those businesses that make them feel valued. I love that. It's not just providing value to our customers, which so many businesses are focusing on today, but it's helping our customers feel valued. And, that, and that's a great point. I mean, you've got to have, I mean, you've got to have a good product or service just to get in the marketplace. So that, that's kind of the, that's kind of a given. <laughs> But it's those businesses that go that extra step that, yeah, we provide a great service and a great product, but we also want to serve our customers. We want them to know that we appreciate them for doing business with us. Those are the businesses that excel and profit and grow like, uh, like nobody else. And really just the top 20 to 10% of all businesses. All right. So we've talked about businesses struggling with customer retention a bit. What do you think are the most common reasons that businesses struggle with customer retention? One, they just don't have a focus on it. There's just so many businesses that they, they know in the background that that's important, but they, they feel like the key to business success is just that, that more new customer. And I call that the rat race or the, the uh, hamster wheel of business where it's just more new customers, you know, one sale, one interaction, customers gone, and they just have to keep filling that pipeline of new customers, basically just to keep the business alive. And then they, you know, they may grow a little bit. I call it organic growth where, you know, a few of them are stick and the new customers will stick and stay with for a certain amount of time. But it's certainly not to the degree of getting those new customers, making them feel important, creating that relationship. And those new customers are becoming uh, loyal customers and sticking with you. So that's, that's something that is huge. There's just not that focus on actually having a system in place to create that customer attention. What, what advice or secrets do you have about how we can best help customers feel like we care and feel like they're important? My mission statement, my service mission statement in my chiropractic clinic, and this is what I recommend to all my clients and pretty much anytime I'm talking about customer attention and service, this, this should be the guiding mission statement. 
have this focus, have this attitude in mind every time you're, you're, you, your, your business is open and you're, you're dealing with customers. Be the best part of their day. Be the best part of the customer's day. And to me, that encompasses everything that you would probably do to make the customer feel valuable. It's just to have that attitude. Um, and I, you know, I saw that in my chiropractic clinics where um, patients would come back, you know, and they, they would tell us, you know, I was having a cruddy day. I was, you know, my car broke down. Well, I didn't let you know this, but my car broke down or my kid was sick or, you know, my, my parents just got diagnosed with cancer or something like that. But we were the bright spot in their day. And it wasn't so much from the, you know, what I did for my treatment or adjustment. It was just the attitude and what they experienced psychologically from my staff and myself that made all the difference. So again, be the best part of the customer's day. If you have that attitude and you try to live that each and every time you're, you're, uh, the, the business is open with the customers, that goes a long ways. Yeah, I can think of someone that did that for me on Saturday. So... I stay at Marriott hotels a lot. I'm part of their Bonvoy program and I've, I've stayed at enough Marriott hotels. I'm titanium elite with them. And, and I know that <laughs> I am as well. So that's funny. That's not a badge of honor. <laughs> it's been away from home a lot. And uh, we had taken our daughter down to college to drop our, our second daughter off for her freshman year uh, or to start college. And we got home and my wife realized that in our reservation, um, she had booked an extra day accidentally on the end of the trip. And so we just got up and left on Saturday. And she, when she was going in and looking at our reservations, she realized that the reservation went through Sunday. And so we were going to, even though we had come home, we were going to get charged for another day. And so I said, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. I called the hotel, I explained what happened, and they said, no problem, we weren't charged for it. And, and we were treated very fairly in that situation. They, like, I was expecting that I was gonna get charged for the extra day. Like, that would have been totally within their rights, they easily could have done that, but they made me feel like I was important. They made me feel like I mattered. They made me feel like they cared and were trying to treat me fairly. And man, that builds loyalty for me. Like I, they consistently treat me that way. And as a result of that, I consistently stay at their hotels and don't stay at competitor hotels. And they get a lot of business from me as a result of helping me feel that way. I'm, I'm with you. We must be cut from the same cloth because I, you know, I'm a Marriott Titanium member too with their Bonvoy problem. And, and oddly enough, we were on vacation just a couple of weeks ago and the same thing happened where... Well, what had happened, we had flights canceled and we couldn't get to where we were going to and uh, had to, I had to change reservations several times and they were so good with me and canceling and taking care of and not charging me. And, and again, that just creates incredible loyalty um, when you experience that, uh, that in, with businesses. So, and again, that's, that's what every business should strive to do. Um, a lot of times businesses, they, they get in the mode of creating rules for the, you know, the, the 10% of the time that they get burned as opposed to taking care of the 90% of the people that aren't going to try to burn them, so to speak. So the point is, you know, yeah, you may get burned that one out of 10 times, but what kind of uh, good feeling, what kind of, uh, 
you know, loyalty you're going to create with that 90% of those customers or instances by loosening up the rules and, and taking care of issues and, and understanding people, you know, things come up, problems happen, they forget all these type of things uh, that creates much more loyalty and ultimately income compared to just trying to keep from being burned that, that 10% of the time. Yeah. When people are sticking to those rigid rules and treating me unfairly, I sometimes I just want to tell them, you know, or want to ask them, how would you treat your mom if she was in this situation? <laughs> right. And you hear people talk about that mom role. Right. And, and often that mom role is used to make things simple when you're designing user interfaces. But I think that mom role applies really well in customer service as well. If your mom was in this situation, how would you want someone to be treating her? And I think if we all did that, we would be treating our customers a lot better than we sometimes do. Completely agree. All right. Can you think of any stories, some examples of, of both sides of this, of companies that maybe didn't do a great job and maybe what they learned from it? And maybe on the flip side, can you share with me some examples of companies that, that have implemented systems and, and have amazing customer service and as a result, much better customer retention? Well, we've already talked about I'm going to start with the good customer service. You know, the Amazons, the Disney's, the the Chick Fil A's. There's there's a lot of different business. Southwest Airlines is another example of really a, a customer service focus. So, give me some examples. Can you th like Amazon? I love buying from Amazon because I know if I get a bad product, I'm not happy with it. I just tell them I want to return it, and I can return it. Exactly, one click and boom, it, you send it back. And that's that's a good point on the customer service side of the thing. Is the you know, you can make customers feel important and valued, which you need to do. We've talked about that at length here already. But the other thing is the convenience of doing business with you. Uh, that's a big aspect, too, um, where if it's difficult to do business with you or to return a product or to um, take care of an issue, that is a big detractor. Um, and it's a big red mark against that business as far as customer service. And so there's, you have to be careful with that. To be honest with you, the, st the statistics on that are showing that the convenience and the quickness or how fast you can interact and do business with, with a company is actually more important than the psychological effect of, of you know, being made to feel important and special. That That's still up there, but you know, a consumer will, if, if you can, if they can do business with a company and do it quick and efficiently, um, they'll take that over, you know, a company making them feel super special, but it's slower to do business with them, if that makes sense. So that's, that's a key component there. I think that's so important. And I think that's an indicator of a much bigger trend that's happening on the, in the industry. And that trend is people valuing their time so much more, valuing their freedom so much more. And, you know, with every extra hour, with every extra dollar that I have to invest in your potential product or service, there's literally hundreds or thousands of, of good things that I could do with that extra hour or dollar. And if, and when I buy your product or service, I'm not just investing money, but I'm also investing my time. And if to interact with you takes a lot more time than your competitor, then you know, I'm not willing to pay the same amount as your competitor, right? Your competitor, I would be willing to pay your competitor a lot more money if it took a lot less time to interact with them. So if you want to charge more for your product or service, reduce the amount of time 
that it takes someone to interact with your product or service. Um, and if, if we're purposely allowing our system and our processes to take a lot of time, we can expect that our customers are going to jump ship for competitors that have streamlined that process. There's huge value being placed on customers' time. That is a huge factor customers are taking into effect when they're buying a product is not just the money investment, but the time investment. I have two examples of that. One is personal. When I was in my chiropractic clinics actively practicing, um, there was a time where I wasn't doing things quite as efficiently as I could have as far as uh, taking care of my patients and getting them through the office in a timely manner. Um, and you know, I was losing some patients and finally we did, we, we started talking to them. Hey, how come you're leaving? They're like, I, you know, I can't wait, you know, 30, 45 minutes, you know, a couple of times a week, you know, I, you know, I love your treatments. I love your staff, but I, I just can't do this anymore. And so that was, you know, basically a punch to the gut, maybe step back, evaluate my systems. And that was our goal was that, you know, the longest a patient was going to have to spend in my office was 20 minutes from the time they moved, you know, walked in the front door to the time they left was 20 minutes or less. And so we were very diligent on that. And that helped grow my grow my practice because not only did they love coming in because we treated them so well, but we were efficient with their time as well. So and there's so many businesses that have grown so much because they've done a good job of that. You, you look at a McDonald's or a Taco Bell, these fast food restaurants that have had just such ridiculous growth because a huge piece of that is they've reduced the time it takes for someone to get a meal. The, the investment was reduced. There's a reason it's <laughs> called fast food. Absolutely. So, all right. Your other story. I uh, lived in the Dallas Fort Worth area and, and there's a six flags there and uh, they have an aspect where you can pay, uh, an extra whatever. And I think there's three levels of it. So, and I always went to the max level, but basically you pay, you know, an extra hundred bucks per ticket to get an admission ticket uh, to get like a fast pass. I think that's the Disney term. I forget what Six Flags calls it, but they have a certain pass that guarantees that you won't have to wait more than just a, you know, a few minutes per every ride. And to me, I'm more than happy to pay that extra amount. <laughs> So I don't have to wait in the hot sun and the heat and humidity of Dallas to get on these rides. So, um, and that's, you brought up this point just a few moments ago that, you know, people will pay extra for time efficiency. Um, and that, that is completely true, but, and, and that's part of, you know, what I coach my clients, but when you put all the pieces together, the, the time efficiency, the treating them, making them the best part of their day and doing it consistently. Again, obviously that drives up profits, but then you can also, and you don't do it to gouge the patients, but you can charge that premium because those customers are more than happy to pay for that kind of stellar service. That's why, you know, that's why people pay that extra amount when they go to the four seasons, because, you know, yeah, it's, great locations and they have a great product, but they are going to be treated like kings and queens when, they, when they're on that property. Thank you so much, Dr. Kelly, for sharing your stories and insights with us today. To learn more about or connect with Dr. Kelly, you can find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, or Facebook, or check out his book. And you can find links to each of these sites in the blog post for this episode at monetizationnation.com. You can also get a free ebook about passion marketing and learn how you can become a top priority of your ideal customers at passionmarketing.com. 
You can also subscribe to Monetization Nation for free on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, our Facebook group, or on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode, and I wish you success as you improve your customer retention. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.